Pops, and welcome to Hey Adora, your queer Shiver podcast. I am Force Captain F, they them. And I am Princess Jenny, she, her. And today we are discussing protocol. But before we get into protocol and our powerhouse polycules adventures in acid rain, Jenny has some really exciting stuff to talk about. Yes. Well, I just wanted to read this great email we got from listener LK um, because we have talked um, at length multiple times about Bo's lack of flaws and we have speculated on why Bo has no flaws and why he's so perfect and, you know, whether or not that's a service or a disservice to his character. But we got this great email from LK who sees Bo's flaws and wants to talk about them. So I have permission. Love it. I have permission from LK to share their words with you. Love this. So LK writes, I wanted to write in because I've caught up far enough in the pod. Now that I've heard in a couple of different episodes, you and your guests talking about how Bo has no flaws. To me, Bo is very much a flawed character. Right from the start, he's always trying to draw people out and connect with other people while not giving very much of himself. He keeps who he is close to the vest, so to speak, and does so to the point that his best friends didn't know who his family was or that he had brothers or anything. By the show's end, they still haven't met any of his brothers and have no idea what those familiar relationships are like or how they have impacted Bo. Bo is hampered by being a people pleaser. He's trying so hard to please Adora when they capture her and later catch her as well that he tells them all kinds of information that they shouldn't know and opens himself and Glimmer up to having vulnerabilities they wouldn't otherwise have. He's so determined to please everyone and to have everyone like him and be his friend that he puts himself and others in compromising situations. Bo constantly tries to heal and help everyone else, trying to be everyone's therapist, while not letting others take care of him or know him or know what his wounds or needs are. When he's kidnapped on the pirate ship with Seahawk and Swiftwind, and he realizes that his friends haven't even noticed that he's gone, it catches up to him. He realizes how one-sided all of his relationships have been, and how he does all the work in the relationships. This realization drops him into a very hard despair. It's like he's realizing that in his process of trying to take care of the world, that no one is tuned into his needs. No one thinks about taking care of him. I personally relate a lot to this. Um, and I do too. I guess I related to it so much that I almost didn't see it. You know? Wow. Bo's, I love yeah, that. Yeah. That's so insightful. Yeah. Bo's flaws are tucked in tight, like the shirt that he rips away so his abs can breathe. But inside, oh, I love but that. inside he is still tucked in tight. Um, oh, so I love this. they go on in great depth. This is a very long um, email and it's all extremely insightful, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, in, in interest of brevity. Um, but I think that even just that beginning part really gets the point across that Bo is yeah. not perfect. Bo does have flaws. No. You know, his his flaws is that he's so over-focused on other people that he doesn't, you know, let himself be a full person. Um, and let he doesn't let anyone else see his needs. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't let anyone else help him the way he helps other people. All his relationships are very one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I relate yeah. to that a lot. So I'm going to skip right to the end um, because it comes back to a lot of people see Bo as trans. I think that is probably the dominant way people see him. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And so LK says at the bottom, I also relate to Bo as a trans person. To me, he's definitely trans who tried really hard to please everyone in my life at my own expense. I'm still trying to learn how to simply be who I am instead of controlling myself or sorry, contorting myself to remain acceptable, trying to untuck that shirt, so to speak. Oh, I think that's a really good note to end on. I thank you. So that is excellent. Thank you, LK. Thank you, LK. That is awesome. Yeah, and I think um, I could, if if our patrons are interested, I could post the full text of this very insightful mini essay in um in our Discord. If our patrons are interested in that, it could be a I mean, perk that's of patronhood. Awesome. Yeah, perk of patronhood. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, LK. Yeah, so you and, can chew and on thank that you, Jenny. As we, as we dive yeah. into this episode. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Jenny. Yes, also. No problem. So are we ready to get into oh. protocol? I think we are. Protocol is season four, episode five. It was written by Catherine Nolfi, directed by Mandy Clotworthy, with storyboards by Charlemagne Coe, uh, Olivier Mulrick, and Belinda Smith. Right. Those are some new names. Those are some new names. Jenny, it is, but really, this one is all about our polyhouse polycule and a rebooting light hope. We love to see our powerhouse polycule buddies. We love this. This is a very different kind of episode. It really is. And I I really enjoy this episode. Yeah, same. Same. And after this episode is just a string of delightful episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, they're they're like we get a lot of episodes of developing characters that we don't really get to like grasp, you know, really ch- yeah. you know, bite into yeah. as much throughout the first three, you know, first three and a half seasons. And we really kind of get to see all of these other characters that we understand as side characters and how they are impacted by our protagonists moving through the world. Indeed. And it's so cool. Indeed. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, and we also we also get uh, some insight into Ethereum um climate change maybe i don't know how to describe this crazy yeah. ass weather i don't know how to describe this crazy like is this a normal thing yeah, we is this- really don't know because n- we really d- none of them act like they can recognize this it's like oh yes the annual acid snow <laughs> right yeah um it's funny yeah, i know yeah, because even though we are um we did lose time in recording because of covid which happens um we were it preparing happens. to record at the same time that the crazy canadian wildfires were happening so that when i looked up on my weather app being like what's the weather today my weather app told me the weather today is smoke <laughs> and i had never <laughs> had that happen before you yeah, know, so I... like for a few days, we all had to check <laughs> airnow.gov every day to see if it was safe to open the windows or go outside or breathe the air in any way. This is yep. some real apocalypse weather. So it really lined up in a weird way. It's like, is it safe to go outdoors at all? Yeah, I, um, yeah, I had my first kind of, uh, 
experience with that last year um, when I moved out to the west coast of the United States, which it happens here a lot. And so I was calling all of my friends who were living on the east coast of the United States being like, okay, look, this happened to me last year. I know it seems like the apocalypse, but here's what you have to do. I mean, Jenny can I, Jenny can yeah. uh, like attest to this. I'm sitting here being like, here's what you do. You do this and this and this and this and this. Don't go outside. Here's where you get air filters. Blah, 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 blah. And my friends are like, why are you doing this? I'm like, because it will fuck up your lungs and it hurts and it sucks. Yeah, luckily like, I did not suffer any ill effects. Um, and I already had all the N95 masks I need because I'm still yes. treating COVID as a top shelf priority. Um, but yes. you know, it's scary to have apocalypse weather suddenly on your doorstep. You're just driving your transport through the woods, man. Like it's a normal yeah. day. Yep. And yeah. all of a sudden, and acid snow. Acid snow. Well, I mean, you're driving your transport through the through the whispering woods. With your boyfriends. With your boyfriends, thinking nothing of it. Well, maybe you're Maybe your twiny twink boyfriend in the back should probably have been secured in some way. Yeah. Maybe not just bouncing around. Maybe not standing in the back with the cargo. With the cargo, yeah. Is yeah. there no third seat in this giant yeah. transport truck? Shouldn't have the cargo been tied down? There is a lot of questions here. Have they done this before? It just like, seems like Kyle is always up for anything, regardless yeah. of the fact that like he's the butt of every joke. He's not worried about what's going to happen without a seat or a seatbelt. He's just booping around no. back there. Right. And like, was he in charge of being like, it's fine. Who hasn't loaded a U-Haul and not tied anything down and had it been half full? Right. Like, he's obviously not a lesbian. No. 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 He's a classic happy-go-lucky twink. Classic happy-go-lucky twink has never has never had to strap things in a half-empty U-Haul. No, so. no. But they're, you know what? They're out on a field trip. They're having a great right. time. They're not in the fright yeah. zone. They're yeah, happy. Not having to They're deal happy with... about not being yeah. in the fright zone. Yeah, because Catra has been a nightmare. Yeah, but Lonnie does seem pretty stressed out in the driver's seat. Right. Um, you know, she probably has not driven in this type of inclement weather before, clearly. Sure. She's not yeah. psyched about having to drive through the Whispering Woods in the first place. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't look like a great place to drive. And, yeah. There's no road. And also, Kyle does seem to be distracting her. She's yelling at him. Will you stop messing around back there, Kyle? Well, I mean, like, when, like, your load is in- unsecured yeah. and, like, you're driving, of course yeah. you're going to be distracted by shit clunking around yeah. in the classic back. Kyle. Like, classic, classic Kyle. Classic powerhouse polycule shenanigans. Know, um, and so them. as we zoom out on all of their shenanigans, we see that there is a big storm of what seems to be acid snow. And we see that it's going, it's not just above them in the woods. It's going all the way over to the crystal castle. (gasps) The crystal castle. So we have one exterior shot of the crystal castle. And then inside the crystal castle looks like the fright zone. It does, but is it the no it's like the it's, danger they're in the danger room yeah, yeah it's they danger have their room own time danger yeah. room and it's highly advanced yeah oh yeah i mean we learn later that light hope can just conjure like tangible objects out of thin yeah, air i mean she's it's the holodeck basically it's the holodeck it's the danger room yeah and adora is this is my first gayest moment yes it's fantastic which is adora just yawning and smashing robots just being like 
like cocky daddy adore being like oh this is so boring yeah, she, whatever smash yes, she does a flying backflip so perfectly and she's so cocky about it that she yawns in midair mm-hmm. um, and I also have that as my first gayest moment Wonderful. and I also write we dig it <laughs> Yeah, definitely digging it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she lands on top of a bot laughing. She's having yep. fun. She's having and fun. And continues yeah. her rampage of destruction saying, hey, this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. As she rides atop the bot while destroying it. I mean, you got to have mean, fun where you can. Yeah, exactly. In this type of world. Right. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not if you're not having you're, you're built for it. Right. If you're not having fun, yeah, then, and, you know, yeah, what's and the also, point? Like this is a grim life that they're living. So you right. got to take your joy where you can. Exactly. Um, exactly. But then Light Hope boops in and the way she boops in is great because she's just hovering in midair over the edge of what I have deemed the platform of sadness. Oh, I like um, which that. Which is you yes. know, where Catra goes in the fright zone when she wants to be sad and sulky and alone, or where they used uh-huh. to go together before Adora left, mm-hmm. where they wanted to be alone together. Oh. Um, you know, with that big orange moon behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I have dubbed hmm. that the platform of sadness. So Light Hope is just hovering in midair over the edge of it to tell Adora mm-hmm. that she is not taking her training seriously. Hmm. And Adora's all like snarky about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dripping, me? dripping with sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Me? That doesn't sound like <laughs> me. Right. And actually, it really doesn't, because normally no. she's very earnest and takes all the things very seriously. This is like yeah. one of the first times we've seen her really cut loose and have fun with her training. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, Light Hope, chill the fuck out, man. Yeah, seriously. Like, she's actually enjoying this, which is, you know, she's taking... She's doing uh, what she needs to do. She's doing what she needs to do. I mean, I don't... In doing this, she is kind of taking it seriously in that she is actually showing up and doing the work. But Light Hope still doesn't, like, see that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light Hope wants her to... Because she's a robot. Yeah, Light Hope is a robot. Light Hope wants her to do it and be serious while she's doing it. Maybe you just need to make it harder, Light Hope. Um, yeah, and Adora I points mean, this out, that she's not learning anything new anyway. Right, exactly. Um, and so Light Hope, you know, we have a funny deadpan, maybe it's a, what's that phrase the that you use for comedy that has to do with um, non-human things, the valley of... What's the valley? Oh! Oh, the, uh, the Uncanny valley. valley. Maybe it's an Uncanny Valley type of humor, or maybe it's not Light Hope's deadpanness right here, where she says, well, maybe I need to make it more challenging. There is a bot behind you. And, like, before she even finishes saying that, Adora chucks a sword behind her without even looking, destroys the bot. Like, yeah, what else you got? Um, See, I totally took this, uh, this, this entire scene, and Jenny, I, you probably agree with me, reminded me exactly of the scene in the Buffy episode, Band Candy. <gasps> I when... literally have that as my next bullet, yeah. and I'm mad that you said it before me. <laughs> but go on. Yeah, I mean, I figured you did. So there's, an, there's a scene in the episode, Band Candy, which, by the way, is one of my favorite Buffy episodes yes, of, of all time. Yes, um, Where Buffy is training with Giles. I was literally about to bring this up. And this exact she's thing. also 
because this is a very similar scene. She's like, really? Or do you have to do this? Like, I'm already I'm already good at this, yeah, essentially. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, like, I already know what I'm doing. This is boring. And so Giles, you know, blindfolds her and gives her a rubber ball and is like, well, you have to hit me. Like, essentially, this is, right? I'm and, testing your skills of fighting an opponent in total darkness. Let's see how you do right. now. Right. right. So she's like, okay, fine. So she throws the rubber ball. He stands behind her. And, and she he has, throws and he it's a kickball. To, to make sure. And, yeah. and then he quietly steps away so she won't know where right. he is yeah. in total darkness. Right. So it's a kickball. So she throws the kickball in the, like, like in front Seemingly of her. and in the wrong direction. Right. And then he's very snarky about it. And he's like, it's not not so easy is bounce and it right. bounces As, like she bounces it off the like wall, it bounces hits him in the off head. of three different walls before it hits him and he's like oh yeah. you see you couldn't do it bounce and then yeah. it hits him in yeah. the head yeah and it's a very it's framed in a very like yes. he's being very serious no way and she's is, being very glib basically there's no way this scene isn't taken almost directly from yes, that the like the that scene itself is of it so independently similar definitely means yeah. that the writers were thinking about it too yeah, it's so similar. Yes. Like everything from Adora's like attitude and Light Hope's attitude to exactly kind of what happens, even that, even the like it's right behind you type of thing. Yes. Like, yes. So. Obviously, we both got there, so we can't yeah. have been the only ones who were thinking it. Right. Also, I mean, we're always going to get there if it's about Buffy. Well, so. the fact that we both got to the same reference so easily, and we yeah, know that the yeah. writers of Shira are all Buffy fans and have yes. you know been watching specifically Buffy face scenes, means like okay, we know they're Buffy fans, so you know it, right. it's not a huge leap. Yeah, I don't think it's a huge leap um, so, either. Yes. So this was a fun scene to start with. Adora blows up the bot. The whole holographic fright zone disappears. And Adora is now looking very sullen. She crosses her mm-hmm. arms. She's like, am I done now? Cheeky. Right, yeah. Right? And, but also, like, I get it. Of course, like, I get it, too. She's like, this is, I'm at the point now where this is below my level. This is a waste of my time and my skill set. Right, right. And Light Hope, again, very deadpan. I sense resistance. Good job, Light Hope. <laughs> yes. Good job. And Adora detransforms. She's been Shira up till now. She detransforms back into herself and she says, This is useless. She doesn't need more training. She needs answers, man. Mm-hmm. And we get a yeah. little exposition dump. We're fighting yep. a war. The horde has been one step ahead at every turn. Glimmer thinks they're tracking Shira somehow. Is it because my sword is first one's tech or because I'm a first one? And what does that even mean? Who were they? Who am I? We found Mara's ship. She left a recording behind. And Light Hope just cuts her off because obviously Light Hope is not into this whole line of questioning. She says, yeah, and definitely not. It isn't into anything about Mara. Right. So she brings up Mara and Light Hope's like, well, no, 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 bitch. Nope. She such, nope. shuts it down. Adora. Nope. Mara was compromised. She became unhinged. Yep. And Adora is like, starts to question, you know, the, the like official the party line. line like, at this point. Yeah. The party line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like this. She didn't seem unhinged. She seemed scared. And she was talking about a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Because she has now actually seen the hologram of Mara mm-hmm. talking. She has seen a video for all intents and purposes of Mara's last moments. Right. So she doesn't just have to take Light Hope's word for it anymore. Right. Do we know if this is the first time, I mean, this is the first time we've seen that Adora's talking to Light Hope about there being some sort of weapon. So I think we can assume that this is Adora asking about what this weapon 
Mara yeah. uh, Mara is talking about yeah, is yeah, this to is, Light Hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. She's and you know, she's not just gonna let it go so easily. She said, like you right. said, she didn't seem unhinged, she seems scared. Right. And she was talking yeah. about a weapon. If there is right. some weapon that can protect us from the horde, I need to know about it. Right. And Light Hope and- keeps trying to deflect she says once you balance yep. the planet all will become clear it is your purpose as she 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 and she starts glitching out yeah and Adora's response to this is again hilarious <laughs> i know <laughs> oh wow really way to avoid the subject like uh-huh. she's glitching on purpose to get out of the argument right um, and that. my that's, next bullet is funny. all caps lol cranky lesbian and glitchy hologram a tale as old as time i know yeah i'm surprised she didn't try to hit something you know it's just classic to try to get it to work yeah and also my last you know? bullet for this scene and i know i'm getting a little ahead of myself here but you know we'll come back to this at the end mm-hmm. it is so insidious for Light Hope to use Shira's role as the balancer of the planet as the key to your fucking colonizer weapon. Because mm. balancing the planet sounds good. There's no way right. to spin that in a way that makes it sound sinister. Right. So they just, you know, the first ones inserted themselves into that to be like, oh, we'll just make that the key right. to our colonizer yeah. weapon to overtake the planet and destroy it. Right, right. So how, why would anyone yeah. question that balancing the planet is a good thing? Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So, you know, cool. So that's that's fun. So we leave that's them fun. glitchy and cranky. We leave them. Mm-hmm. And we go back to the whispering woods with our bestest buddies, the powerhouse polycule. Oh, I love them. We love them so much. And Lonnie is just Lonnie is grouchy yes, because why wouldn't is you be still coming down quite heavily? Yeah, and, and we get a tiny bit of exposition about why the hell they're in the Whispering Woods. Yes, Lonnie, which is you yeah. know, you know, Lonnie's you know, Catra better appreciate that we're going behind enemy lines. Ooh, to get this armor plating stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you know that's why they're there in the transport. Yeah, and I wrote, "Hey, we appreciate you, Lonnie. We especially we appreciate the carefully crafted casual exposition. We do. Thank you, Lonnie. Thank you for making it Thank clear you. what you're doing and why, and delivering it so smoothly. Mm-hmm. We appreciate this. Yeah. And then as the transport drives along, we see a tiny fleck of acid snow land in a particular spot." on the truck, eat through the plating, and then through a tiny particular wire. Oh, noes. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So out of all of the tiny flecks of acid snow that are eating through everything, just this one, that one. caused the problem. Yeah, so just that one. So the truck comes crashing to a stop. Lonnie and Rogelio, seat belted are fine. Totally fine. Right. While Kyle, right. who is still standing up in the back cargo area is thrown forward into the glass partition yeah so folks wear a seatbelt yes yeah it's hard to feel sorry for kyle this time because he has been warned so many times to stop fucking around back there yeah sit Even down at least no seat just sit your ass down don't yeah. be standing up and walking around in a moving vehicle yeah it's very easy so 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that Kyle's response to this is guys, are we home? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Womp womp. So, That's a packed teaser. Yeah. So then a big red light comes on and an alarm, an audio alarm goes off. Probably yep. the vehicle broke alarm <laughs> to alert yeah, you that the, the vehicle is broke. Alarm. Because how yep, else would you it, know? <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's just, we are broken. We are broken. Right. right? Like, and and you know. Lonnie and Rahelio look at each other. And, 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 the, and the look that is the seriously Kyle look, as Kyle says, cheerfully, are we home? Yeah, that's exactly what that alarm is, Kyle. It's the we are home yes, look. It's exactly. the, you know, buzzing and red lights yes, definitely mean we are home, home and yes. everything is fine. Yes. Yeah, so fine. that it little totally makes sense. perfect moment brings us into the credits. Yep. And that is that was an incredibly packed teaser. Yeah, it was a was lot so of stuff much. before the credits. So much. Oh, man. And, you know, so much. And then we have our credits and then there's more credits and then more credits. And then the question once again of us winning in the end. And I I mean, damn, there are so many cre- there are so many things before the credits. I don't even know the answer. Yeah, so in this instance, I will say that we are going to win in the end if we can survive the apocalypse weather. And yeah, we, it's true. if we can survive ourselves as the ones causing the apocalypse weather. If we can stop destroying maybe, maybe. the planet long enough to uh, win in the end, you know. We might be screwed. So if we can survive yeah. our own lazy, self-indulgent lifestyles enough to minimize our carbon footprints just a little bit to put the brakes on the climate yeah. change, then we have a chance of winning in the end. So we're screwed. So we'll see how that okay. goes. Cool. Well, anyway, let's go back to the Crystal yes, Castle. Yes, let's go back to our acid snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. Adora, try- let's <laughs> Adora trying to, to Adora open this using door. using her sword to pry the door open. Um, gayest moment. Yes. I also have this as a gayest moment, trying to open the door with her big gay gender queer sword. Absolutely. Like, just, just stupid door. Clunk, clunk, smash. That is not the sword of protection's intended purpose. I love that. And she's like, yeah, well, whatever. Blur. Yeah. You know, like she's just like, she's really yeah, fucking yeah. It's about funny, this. but it's also significant for Light Hope because yeah. this is, she's showing us her true colors very much, her allegiance to protocol. She wants all things oh. and all people to be used according to their intended purpose. Well, sure. At all I mean, times. she's. She's like, she's programmed to do so. Right. So I just think this speaks to the power mm-hmm. struggles and relationships that define a lot of the show and particularly Light Hope. Because again, mm-hmm. like, who mm-hmm. decides what the intended purpose of things and people are? Oh. You know, like, we've all had bosses Ooh. and coworkers like this. Nobody, That's true. nobody likes to be micromanaged and treated like a cog in a machine. You know, like, I can decide for myself what my best purpose is, how to manage my time, how to manage my resources. Sure. You know, nobody, nobody wants a holographic boss popping up over their shoulder every time you decide like, oh, I, I could make, I could make things more efficient if I do things this way. It's like, well, that is not the intended purpose. Like, fuck off, man. I have a, I I definitely don't want that. (laughs) 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't want that. I so I just thought like, yeah. that it was an interesting, an interesting aspect of power dynamics to, you know, mm-hmm. the idea of intended purpose. That's a passive voice. Who decides the intended purpose? Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Well, it's whoever is programmed, whoever programmed right. Light Hope, right. Right? right? But is their authority ultimate? They have well, authority yeah. over Light I mean, Hope. Do they have authority over the whole world and every single person Light Hope might ever come into contact with? Well, sure. But I mean, that's the whole conversation about like Light Hope and who programmed them in the first ones. Yes. And, you yes. know, like, and then, yeah. So that's, that makes a lot of sense. And then when we go to, you know, and then the conversation between who has, you know, who has power over the poly- the powerhouse polycule, you know, yeah. yes, of course, Catra, you know, ostensibly does, but you know, also their loyalties and their friendship right. are the ultimate, you know, the ultimate power over their choices. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. So, and in this case, Adora says, "If Light Hope isn't going to answer questions, then she's going to leave." Mm-hmm. Go Adora, but but also she can't. But yes, she can't <laughs> leave because the whole place is automated. And yeah. and also more to the point. Light Hope says her sensors have detected a fluke spore cloud blooming in the Ooh. Whispering Woods, and it's not safe outside. So the acid snow is okay. actually a fluke spore cloud. Okay. So, Meth. Yes. I don't know if you know what spores are um, in a basic no. way. I did a little mini Professor Smartbrain moment on spores. Let's do it. If you'll permit me. Um, Please. So I am not any type of sciencey person I'm a humanities major, you know, so I, I just wanted to do a real basic, basic kind of understanding about like, what are spores? Because of course I've heard of them, but I was like, in mm-hmm. this context, I was like, what are we talking about here? Um, and so when I Googled spore cloud, <laughs> the only thing that came up was like RPG related moves, like Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you ventured a spore sure. cloud and this is your move now. So when I tried to look into like actual science, I had to put a, aside the cloud part and just like, OK, well, let's talk about sure. actual spores. What are spores? So in a real basic way, this is an oversimplification. Spores are to fungi what pollen are to plants. A Ew. spore is a biological <laughs> unit of reproduction which can be okay. sexual or asexual, depending on the type of organism, okay. can be sure. can be fungi, plants, algae, protozoa, or bacteria. Okay. Um, and only bacterial spores are not part of a reproductive cycle. Okay. Um, and actually, so this is also part of the understanding, the term spore derives from the ancient Greek word spora, meaning seed or sowing. Hmm. So how are they dispersed? Are spore clouds a real thing? I couldn't find anything about spore clouds that wasn't fantasy game based. Right. Um, But I also remembered if anyone has ever seen, have you seen Carmilla, the web series? No, but you've recommended it to me a couple of times. So there's, there are fantasy spores in Carmilla, a spore cloud that gets loose and turns the campus into crazy zombies that try to kill each other. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely a a popular fantasy trope, but real world spore dispersal works in a variety of ways. And I'm going to post a couple of fun videos, short videos in, um, in the show notes to show some fun ways. Um, but in fungi, both sexual and asexual spores 
spores of many fungal species are activated by forcible injection from their reproductive structures in a variety of ways, like puffballs. If you just Google puffball fungi shoot out spores, you'll see some hilarious videos. Like you just poke it and this little cloud of what looks like dust or pollen just poofs out. Um, some also rely on insects, just like flowers. There is a mm-hmm. great stinkhorn fungus. Um, I'm going to post a link to one of those videos that shows how those disperse. But there are definitely no acid spores in real life, obviously. Cloud, right. Cloud-based or otherwise. Um, but it's right. a po- it seems to be a pretty popular fantasy trope um, to talk about spore clouds either acting as an intelligent little mass blob or making people, you know, the type of fungi that make ants do their bidding, taking you over, having parasitic qualities. That's a fun, mm-hmm. fun fantasy trope. So, well, the type of ants that actually takes over the uh, uh, cordyceps, cordyceps ants, right? Like, like from that's the last actually of real us. though. Yeah, yeah, but, but the, no, 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 those are real though. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, but not, not in a way that could affect people. That's the fantasy trope that it's going to yes, turn you into zombies, like in Last of Us. No, that's that is that is yeah, not real. Cordyceps <laughs> only affects ants, not Correct. people. Not yes, not so people. So I'm going to put a couple so don't of worry. Fun, fun little <laughs> videos in the in the in the show notes that show a couple of really crazy fungal spore dispersals that will blow your mind. So that is what Light Hope tells Adora. Not safe for you to leave. Acid spore cloud outside. Acid snow. Mm-hmm. And Adora yeah. is very salty about this. Yeah, I mean... Oh, that's convenient. You want me to stay so you can not answer more of my questions? And then what happens? <laughs> and then Light Hope just starts to glitch out. Just Adora. Everything. And then the lights go out. <laughs> yep. And I... Did they, like, make sure that they got bread and eggs and milk before this acid storm. I don't think they had any storm warning. I don't think I don't think they had any storm warning. I don't think they got the they had the French toast warning. Anyway, Light Hope disappears and reappears. It's emergency reboot Light Hope. And she would love to help. But the information as to what is going on has not yet loaded. And she's nice. She's nice. And they stare at each other in awkward silence for a moment as Reboot Light Hope asks, who are you? With this hilariously awkward expression, which just seems like way too human to go along with this whole like stripped down basic OS thing that they're trying to represent. There's some contradictory Mm -hmm. things happening here, but it's super fun. You kind of just have to go with it. Well, I mean, maybe like we've seen Light Hope half Light Hope be rebooted before, but this is a different kind because this is like maybe Light Hope's, you know, other personality matrices were fried out by the acid storm thing during reboot too. Like yeah. maybe like some of the mean part was I don't know. I'm suspending disbelief here yeah, as well. It's very so. unclear, um, and you know, it's it's hard to get into Light Hope's personhood as a hologram. Right. When it's like, well, right. someone because created her, but then someone reprogrammed her, and the reprogrammed version isn't the real version, but the real version is good, and the reprogrammed version is right. bad. Which one is real? Like, it's all programmed. Is she... Does she really have consciousness? Does she... Like, not. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, these are all things that we can chew on and not necessarily have a definitive answer. 
But we do get nice hope. Yes. For a while. Yes. And Adora is definitely into this because this is an opportunity for her. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. is fine dealing with reboot basic OS light hope. Yeah. Nice hope. Yes. Yes. So we leave them. Do you want to call her nice hope for the rest of the episode? I'm going to call her nice hope like when that. we have nice I hope. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, so we leave them there. And then since there are so many scenes, since most of the episode is the powerhouse polycule back and forth, back and forth for my location notes to shorten it, I've shortened it to meanwhile with the pow pal. Oh, that's much better than the PP. So I appreciate you doing <laughs> pow pal. Yes, that is I better. I did not put PP. I just would make meanwhile yes, back with yes, my friend. Yes. So pow pal, great. Yes. So meanwhile... Back with our buds in the woods. Our buddies have exited the vehicle to assess the damage and attempt repairs. And somehow they have not noticed yet that they're being fried by acid snow. It doesn't hit them right away. It's just like a, it's yeah, like a light sprinkling. Yeah, you know, maybe it's like when it's like like misting out, like it's a little like schwitzy yeah, out. It's, a little sh- yeah, when it's like yeah, raining, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it's not really raining. But you like it starts to like kind of gather on your skin, you know, I feel like they would still feel it. But again, I'm willing to suspend the disbelief. Sure. Um, let's suspend Kyle it. Kyle is being adorable. I know. I know. Um, he's Kyle's great in this episode. Yes, this is a great episode for Kyle. One of the best. Siren. We love Kyle. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening. Yes, have it noted for the record, Siren. We, we, we love, love Kyle, Kyle. Especially here. Especially in this episode. Um, he is bravely trying to defend the others from a he tree is. that totally attacked first. Yeah. Totally attacked first. And Lonnie makes totally. another pointed comment about how Katra obviously felt it was worth risking their safety to get this mm-hmm. shit back faster by going through the Whispering Woods. Yeah, which true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's you know, Catra doesn't value their lives, their health, their safety as much as she values getting what she wants as quickly as possible. Right, and like these are you know this this isn't these aren't disposable soldiers. Right, this is her like, cohort. Like the yes, exactly. These are people she grew up this with. This is as close to like her sibling group as anything could ever be. Right. And they're still disposable to her. Yeah. And Lonnie talks about that a little bit later. Yeah. But you can tell Lonnie is pissed. Yeah. Yes, very much. Very, very much. And at this point, this is when Kyle, who is still having some whimsical vacation feelings, catches a snowflake on his tongue and realizes oh God, Kyle. that this snow is angry. I know. And he does the one of my favorite tropes, which is like, and then, and then running around with his tongue yeah, out of it. Yeah. And then, you know. Right, right. And so, of course, like the second, the it, it's like he broke the seal on the angry acid snow the second one right one piece hit all of a sudden now they're all feeling it and they're all like whoa uh-huh whoa, whoa. oh my god <laughs> this hurts why didn't you say anything right, and it's like, right. Oh, so they all okay. they all start to feel it um and they all run back inside quickly and slam the doors mm-hmm. <laughs> and is this the first time we've heard rahelio speak in his language, I can't remember. No, no, it's we've not. Heard him speak before. We've heard this is the most we we hear him yes, speak. Yes, yes, um, for sure. And 
and this is the this is the most we see them understand and kind of understand because we get to the end of the episode and we realize that some of the time they actually only pick up on context and not necessarily on yeah um, Yeah, only at the end there does it seem like they didn't understand because this whole time it seems like they do understand Rogelio says something and gesticulates and Lonnie replies I know dude one of us has to go back outside and fix the transport (laughs) I love this line when Kyle's like outside hurts and I love he is correct (laughs) yeah that makes sense outside does hurt yes that's well put kyle and so lonnie says and we'll just have to stay in here and wait out whatever is happening and then i mean yeah and then so kyle has a great line where like he starts out seeming to be in one emotional space and then by the end of it you realize he's in a totally different emotional space uh-huh. It's like, what? We'll yeah. be trapped in here? Maybe for hours or days with only each other for company and we won't be able to get back to the fright zone? And then sudden total shift with literal stars in his eyes. This I know. This is great! He's I mean, so he's, happy. He's got a point. The fright zone of sucks. Of course he does. Yeah. This is, this is a snow day. Yeah. They're trapped. It's literally he's a trapped snow day. Yeah. two favorite people. In uh-huh. a small space, away from everyone mean who yells at them. Right. And all they can like do is Catra. hang out with each other. Yeah, yeah. And maybe and, have you know, great poly sex. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? Knows? It's none of our business. Who knows? It's none what of our business. What happens between the scene breaks? We love them. We want them to be happy. But you know who doesn't want them to be happy? Catra? Catra, because she just shows up on the giant screen. I, you know, with the, of course, the ironic smash cut. We don't have to worry about Catra showing up, and Catra shows yes, up on, yes. of course, on Where the giant screen behind Rah! them. Yeah. Ah, you were supposed to be back an hour ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Kyle just pops up from behind Rogelio's shoulder and says, "The woods are attacking us with very painful snow." Again, adorable. And- Adorable. And this is such a cruel thing to say. Like, everyone kind of like rags on Kyle, um, and they can be mean, but this is cruel. When Catra says, Why is he talking? Like, there is real cruelty in, in that type of statement. Because not only is she completely depersonalizing him mm-hmm. by being like, It's, you know, why is he talking? But won't even acknowledge that he is existing in the same space. Like, there is a definite shift in how she is referring to Kyle here. Because, you know, at mostly everyone just kind of makes fun of him, but they're making fun of him as a person. Like, seriously, Kyle, you're such a dork, Kyle. This is such a Kyle move. But this is her completely depersonalizing, being like to him when they say those things. And this is this is her being like that thing. What is that thing? Why is that thing talking? And it's just I don't know if I agree that she's making him a thing, but she won't address him. She won't give him the the respect to even address him directly he's not worth yeah, okay. talking to directly he's not worth talking he's not to worth yeah the energy of her even talking to he's yeah she's not de- yeah. okay she's not depersonalizing him into in, in taking away his personhood as making him a thing but she is like taking away any, any sort of respect yes any respect absolutely yeah absolutely yeah yeah and all she cares about is that the plan can't fall behind schedule hordak needs right. that armor now 
And she right. doesn't care right. about the consequences, the human consequences to her people. The human consequences to people that she grew up with. Right. And that she knows. Exactly. They're they're yeah. all interchangeable to her. They're like a little chain of little paper people that you cut out. They're all the same to yeah. her. And Lonnie, like Scorpia in the past, suggests that if Catra could possibly be like telling them what the plan was, they might be able to be more helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Catra, again, is just like as rude and dismissive as she could possibly be. She says, mm-hmm. I doubt yeah. that, seeing as you failed to do the one thing I asked. And like Lonnie yeah. is not the kind of person to just take this kind of crap lying down and just let people shit on her. No. She's pissed. She's totally pissed. And also, like, she doesn't see Katra as someone that she needs to, like, like take orders yeah. from in that she kind of way. She's taking it personally. This is basically yeah. her sibling, who she has grown up with as a peer and an equal, Suddenly, having been promoted, fine, but now treating right. her, you know, like scum, as if they don't have a pre-existing relationship that has lasted it, their entire lives. Exactly. Like, there's one thing when, like, your friend becomes your boss. There's another thing when your friend becomes your boss and pretends that you guys never knew each right. other. And that is totally what is happening yes. with Catra yes. right now. Yes. And, you know, so Lonnie's like, hey. It's not our fault. The transport broke down and it's too dangerous to go outside. Right. Like, and like, it makes sense. They can wait it out. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to have to wait it out a couple hours. And, you know, when conditions are safe again, we will resume. Right. And then you can get your damn armor. Yeah. Like, and that's when Catra starts to really come unhinged. And like, we see uh-huh. it. She yeah. yells. Like, she really yells at them. She's losing her composure. Her hair is falling in her face Uh as she screams, I don't care. I gave you an order. Pick someone, send them outside, and fix it now. Yeah. And then she takes a breath, and she, like, puts her hair back like she's taking her composure. It's like like she's putting the mask back on, basically. She says, understand. And then there's like this loaded pause while she and Lonnie just stare at each other. Yeah. 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 This is, this is not, yeah, this is so loaded because it's like, this is not, this is not the work of a competent, like Catra's a phenomenal like leader, but this is not the work of a competent yeah, boss. This is, like, yeah. This is, this not is, good, this is not a good leadership style. This is not a good leadership. She knows how to be a good leader. This, this is, is not, not being it. a good leader. Yeah, this is this basically is being an unhinged yeah, person. This is basically, you know, like a fight for dominance now between her and Lonnie. Yeah. It's like Lonnie yeah. doesn't need to be in charge. Lonnie just wants to be treated with respect. Right. And Katra Lonnie, is basically yeah. like, you're my peon now. The fuck if I'm yeah, going to treat you yeah. with respect. I'm going to now turn around and treat you the way I've been treated all my life right. because that's the pattern I'm acting out. And yeah. basically Lonnie looks over at her guys as she and yeah. Katra are facing off and realizes that if she doesn't give in to Katra, her answer is going to affect all of them. And right. she yeah. has to and do what she has to do to keep all of them safe. Right. Because she's like a, you know, she is that she is the leader of them. Yes. Right. And so she, we see what like a good leader 
you know, yes. versus yes. like an unhinged leader exactly. looks like someone who and she, cares for the group and is looking out yes. for the group. Yes. And she epitomizes like what a leader and loyalty and, and, you know, so we have leader loyalty and bravery are kind of what our like poly, po- powerhouse polycule kind of embodies yes. in, in yes. this episode. So finally, so. Ronnie, with this face like she's swallowing vomit, she says, yes, force Captain Catra. Yes. But then the second the screen uh, goes off, she's like, ah, I know. which is so oh, relatable. We've, we've all had that moment where you just have to, you know, swallow it. And I, I think this is the scene where she actually takes like a proper soldier stance and puts her arms behind her hand. There's a scene where she puts, she, she does a proper kind of a proper soldier stance and, and actually like answers in that, like, yeah, yes, force I don't captain, remember, but that could easily be. Um, to like just really kind of enforce it to get Katra out. Right, so right. So to just get her out when of their Katra faces. leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So when Katra leaves, she just fucking loses yeah, it. Yeah, because she has to. Like because she has yeah. to. She yeah. she knows that she has to play you know, she has to play this particular game in order to get Katra to go away. To keep her team safe. To keep her team safe. Yes. Yeah. It sucks. So, and then again, breaking the tension, reliably Kyle. Mm-hmm. As soon as Lonnie has vented her aggression, Kyle cheerfully pops up again from behind Rahelio's shoulder and taps his nose, saying, Not it. I know. Meth, do you recognize the nose tapping, not it gesture? I've definitely done that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That reminds me of summer camp. Um, yeah, definitely. That was the thing we would do at every meal. We would just silently, one person would start to do it, but you don't say anything. And then uh-huh. the la- and then whoever noticed, like, as you notice, you also do it. And then you also the do last it. person to notice who has not done it has to clean up after lunch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I always hated that because I was always, you know, I was like kind of spaced out a bunch of the yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Like, oh, man. This does not favor the ADD crowd. Yeah. No, it would it really be a doesn't. lot more fair to just do it on a rotation. Yeah, but, you I know. know but... Not all things are decided that way, as we will see. Yeah, I mean that's fine. There um, are more fun ways that that things can be decided sometimes. It's true, and and as we also see later, incredibly arbitrary ways. Yes, indeed. But before we get to uh, that, let's go back to the Crystal Castle and see what's going on with Nice Hope. Nice Hope. Oh, my God. So Nice Hope's operating system is attempting to reload. And this reminds me so much about uh, that. This reminds me so much of Janet from The Good Place. Um, That I would love to kind of chat about that just for a sure. second. If Has that's okay. Janet ever needed to reload? Yes. Okay. So there was an episode in the first season of The Good Place where um, the main character, uh, Eleanor, actually reboots Janet. I don't remember that because um, I've only seen it once. Uh, yeah, I've watched it so many times. All right. uh, it's one of my. It was one of my comfort All right, shows. Found, so, please. Um, so she reboots Janet by going to this beautiful beach and. Sla- by the way, Janet is played by Darcy Carden, yes, who who's is Greta. incredible. She's Greta in who's the Greta? League of Their Own series. In yeah, in the gay baseball show, yes. it is an incredible actor and is just also super hot. Um, uh, yeah, she's great. So, so Eleanor goes to the beach, and there's this big red button that you know Janet follows her and is like, you know, if you touch that, 
I, you know, it will kill me. You know, you can reboot it, but just remember everything I say. And she like goes through this whole thing where she's like smiling and saying, you can reboot me, but I'm going to try everything uh, to make you stop me. And, and it's very funny. Um, but anyway, Eleanor, you know, smashes it and you just hear, you know, attention. I have been murdered. <laughs> and <laughs> as Janet is re- being reboot. Okay, so, you know, it's very, very funny. But the part that I'm getting to is when Janet is rebooting. And by the way, Janet, if you haven't seen the show, Janet is the omniscient, sentient, reality kind of OS guide, just like Light Hope. Um, When she is rebooting, she keeps screwing up basic things. So, like, there's, like, there's a part where, you know, um, Michael, who's kind of the architect of the good place keeps asking janet for files and instead of being like yes i can get you a file she just hands keeps handing him cactuses (laughs) that's perfect (laughs) and it's like this is a file have a cactus so like it just kind of reminds me of that it's like oh i have just learned how to do this yes have a cactus so it's it's very funny yeah that that definitely sounds like a perfect relatable thing you yeah, know, like Light Hope has just funny. learned how to move about the castle. Now she's sideways. Now right. she's upside down. Now she's at, exactly. she's loaded at 22%. Yeah, have a cactus. Yeah, and, you know, you kind know, of like also so. like Glimmer having fun, just poofing around. She's yeah. having fun, yeah. which we've never yep. seen her do before. And Adora yeah. also calls that out. She's like, whoa yeah. there, you seem like you're having fun. Oh, Nice Hope. And Nice Hope says... My personality profile has not fully loaded. Am I not usually oh, yeah. fun? I love that there's a personality profile. Yeah. I love that. And Adora says, Oh no. Oh no. I've never oh, no. I've never seen you like this. Which gives Light Hope nice hope, shall we say, another nice opportunity hope. to remind Adora and us that she doesn't know who Adora is. I have also never seen you like this because I don't know I, who you are. I love that. Which gives Adora the chance to tell Nice Hope that she is Shira, which is very exciting news for I, I I've been calling her emergency reboot Light Hope, but Nice uh-huh. Hope is, is nicer and shorter. Mm. Um, so this is very Aww. exciting news for Nice for Nice Hope. Because she knows who that is. She does not know a lot. But she knows who She-Ra is. <laughs> but she knows That's who She-Ra is. That's the I'm supposed to help. It's my primary purpose. I love this. And she's ready to I assist. I love this. But she's only 22% ready to assist because she's only loaded 22%. Aww. <laughs> so, you know, whatever Adora wants, basically, Light Hope is prepared nice hope um i so i really want to talk about kind of the music that we have going we have the nice sure. hope Before music that's really fun that, i just wanted to the point of all of that was to set adora up to realize that she can ask nice hope anything and nice hope yeah. is prepared to answer except that she doesn't yes. have the answers but she wants yeah. the answer but she wants the answers so, yeah so Adora's whole you know, motivation for the rest of this episode is to get the answers out of Nice Hope before she loads enough to remember that she didn't want to answer. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where we just got to. That's where we just got to. So underscoring this entire scene, we have kind of like this, like the Nice Hope 
music, which is very different than the music that we usually yes. have when we're in the Crystal Castle. So um, I just wrote a little bit about the music. So um, the synth sound here, the actual tone that they use for the synthesizers um, is much lighter. There's less bass and less sustain in the synthesizer tone. Um, and it has like a bouncier tones, like kind of under, un, like underpinning it. So we have the synth tone, which is kind of like nah, 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 instead of like a, nah, 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 which is more like you know, because it's more ominous. It's more like there's more gravitas yeah, to yeah. like when Adora is training, or it's more like dun 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 dun. dun. It's very epic, right? right? Uh, because it has yeah. this like driving beat because she's training. This is very whimsical, um, and you know they they conjure this by also using kind of bouncier tones in the music as well. So we have these kind of like layered like bum, dum, dum, dun, 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 types of things so that are kind of layered with like xylophones and vibraphones and bells and chimes and toys pianos and pizzicato strings uh, that are like all kind of layered to have these like, you know, and, you know, it's very like, bum, bum, it's all very light playful. you know very playful yes. it's very soft and percussive and you know things are just real like wacky well, this is yeah, a really nice little absolutely. wacky computer sounds here yeah, so yeah. yeah 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 that is not something that i picked up unconsciously but it makes total sense yeah yeah because everything is usually way more serious yeah way more serious here in the crystal castle yeah. and the yeah. But not when not when Auntie Nice Hope is around. Not when Auntie Nice Hope is around. She just wants to play with gravity. She just wants to play with gravity. Yeah, my last bullet for this scene is this is the closest we'll ever get to drunk light hope. Oh my god, you're right. Aww. Imagine if we could get drunk Adora and this version of Light Hope together. They would have lo- so much fun together. I love that. Like, Drunk Adora would love having the gravity turned off. She'd be like, woo, let's, you know, play a game on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Woo. I love this. So we will leave almost yeah. drunk Light Hope and Adora yep. bouncing on the ceiling for now. Uh-huh. Go uh-huh. back to the Pow Paul. The Pow Paul. They now have to decide who should go out into the acid snow to fix the truck. Yeah. And Lonnie so. thinks they should decide fair and square with a game of bot shield laser, which is their version of rock, paper, scissor, and it's adorable. It's adorable. And I think that we should decide everything with a Okay, maybe. Never well, mind. That's actually a very bad idea. Rock, paper, scissor is that it really only works with two people. With two people. It does not work yeah. with three people. You feel I feel like they have pro- they should have probably figured this out their entire life. I mean, it, if they had, we would not get this adorable moment of bot, shield, laser. But you beat my bot, but I beat your shield, but you beat my laser. So we all win? So, right. Or they all lose. Yeah, I mean, this is a perfect example. From Kyle's point of view, they all win. Right. From I know. Lonnie's point of view, Aww. they all lose. I love They're this. They're both equally true. And it was a very adorable graphic. We got to have that little yeah. moment. I love it. It's so cute. Um, but we have a couple of, we kind of jump between bot shield laser and uh, light hope yeah. learning how to do things like fixing gravity and making spiders. Yep. Unfortunately, she learned how to make spiders. She figured out how to make the spiders. She has not yet figured out how to unmake the spiders. So here's some more (laughs) training for you, Adora. 
Yep. More spiders. Yeah, this is pretty I, I, real. I like, is this real enough for you? This training? Yeah. Fi- fixing fixing light hope is making your training a lot more difficult. Yes. Also, I love when Adora turns into She-Ra. Um, nice hope has like the same awe yeah. face as everybody She's, else does when yes, they first see yeah, her. It. It's really yeah, fun. Nice hope enjoys the transformation so much more. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> like, oh, nice hope. Nice hope has a sense of wonder. Yeah, she I does. Love this. She certainly I does. Love I love AI with a sense of wonder. Indeed. Oh, and so, so we're we, bouncing we're back. back to Bot Shield Laser, which does not work as a yep. three-person game. Really doesn't. Kyle says they're all winners, and I wrote, "Oh, Kyle, you're too good for the horde." I know. Um, Lonnie says they did a new game, and that's Ky- true. Kyle, in the only time he's ever done anything insensitive, he steals the ball from Rahelio's little ball cup string game, which makes Rahelio sad. I know. But you know, they, they gotta further. The they gotta further sound. this process somehow. They gotta keep the ball rolling, yeah. as uh, you say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. they're still working on their game, their decision-making game. We leave them with that. Back to the Crystal Castle, where Shira is busily destroying robots. She yep. says it would be really good if Light Hope System could finish rebooting now. <laughs> I like that. Nice Hope is like I agree. But I am broken. Yes. Attention, I have been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, her reboot is stuck at 36%, and they have to manually override it to finish bringing her program online. <laughs> and I love how Shira continues to comically have this conversation with Light Hope while fighting. So it's like she's uh-huh. not quite fighting for her life, but she's fighting super hard against a small army of giant robot spiders while she's having this frustrating conversation with her AI mentor. You know, right. it's like, all right, well, how do we do that? Light Hope's like, oh, no mm-hmm. worries, boo. You just have to take this data crystal. Oh, look, I made a crystal and connect it to the core <laughs> processing unit. Um, it's on the other side of those spiders, yeah, BT yeah, Dub. And, you know, right? More like, really good comedic timing where she, where Adora's like, okay, well, where's the CPU? And please don't say dot dot dot. It is on the uh-huh. other side of these spiders. But um bum. <laughs> you know, but don't worry, I will assist you. And immediately makes exponentially more spiders. Yep. Yep. Oops. I'm sorry. I made more cactuses. Yeah. You know, yeah, it just keeps exactly. like janiting it's, more exactly. cactuses. It's perfect. Perfect analogy. And then yep. she immediately has another great idea. It's like, oops, I made more spiders. Oh, I have another good idea. I'll just flood the room because spiders can't swim, but they can drag you down with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unfortunately. So, yeah. Well, let's see. So this is almost more help than Adora can stand. Well, okay, so wait. All right, so Bitsy's Bitsy Spider of the Water Spout. Okay, so that makes sense because then down, down came, came the rain, the rain and, and washed the, spider the spiders out. out. Yeah. So there we yeah, go. These yeah, are not so there we go. Spiders. These are not, a, but you know, they, <laughs> they're still going to mess you up. So Adora is getting her training, though. She sure I mean, is. This is she's rigorous. Getting in, she's getting in her steps. Yes. Um, Yes, so while while Adora is being washed away with the spiders, we again jump back to the woods and yep. we learn Kyle's new game. Kyle's Horde Ball. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the hell Horde Ball yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, Kyle's it's whatever Kyle it. decides it is at any given moment, basically. I kind of I kind of love Kyle's arbitrary 
arbitrary game here. Yeah, I mean, at first it seems very impressive because like yeah. Buffy before him, he bounces this ball off of every possible surface yeah. and it eventually goes into the helmet, which seems yeah, good like him. a pretty sick shot. Yeah, it but, does. But Lonnie and Rogelio <laughs> are pissed because the rules do not seem to apply equally to everyone. And Lonnie points yeah. out that Rogelio got like negative five points when he made like a similar equally good shot just a minute ago. Uh-huh. And Kyle Kyle now is totally full of shit. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Because mm-hmm, he forgot mm-hmm. the magic password and he's standing in the loser zone. And Lonnie, you're not wearing the hat, so that's another five-point deduction for you. <laughs> I like that there's a loser zone. Yeah. It's like, oh, how are you standing in? You're standing in the loser zone. Like, yes, oops, I'm going to stand in the loser zone and do my, you know, and try to win this game. Uh, yeah, Good yeah. Job. So obviously, you know, he's just making up the rules as he goes. But they're but still they going still go along, along with his dumbass game. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And then somehow Kyle gets another turn, even though it was just his turn. He gets two turns in a row and he mm-hmm. knocks himself out. But he still says, I get all the points and I win. <laughs> uh huh. And Lonnie does put on the hat. She does. See, they she do puts on to the him. hat. They do listen yeah. to him from time to time. So they start to argue again because it's like, no, 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 no. You know, this game is too arbitrary. It's not going to fly. So as they're arguing again, the transport begins to creak ominously. Mm-hmm. So you guys better stop fucking around and do something. I really do think that somebody should go outside where it hurts you and maybe try to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to pick somebody already. Just draw yeah. straws, guys. Just draw straws. Maybe they don't have any straws. Yeah. From which to draw. From which to draw. Well, I think we'll figure out later. You know, yes. somebody'll somebody's gotta do Eventually, it. Eventually. Somebody's gotta. So back to the Crystal Castle, where there is no longer a flood of spiders. Yep. No, but you know, no flood of spiders. We've got Adora waking up on the floor. She is yep. now no longer Shira. She got de-Shirid when she almost drowned, I guess. But I mean, there we go. There's one thing that's going to de-Shira you and that's almost killing you with the ocean. Yeah, I mean, that's totally reasonable. And and Nice Hope cheerfully apologizes, mm-hmm. saying she didn't know the humans can't swim. However, right. you and will know fair. that I did get rid of the spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Adora can swim. Of course. Why would you why would you even say that Adora can't swim? She can totally swim. She can swim. She just can't breathe underwater. That's fair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fair. Yes. And Light Hope, nice hope. Finds all this new nice data hope. very interesting. She's kind of like yep. a low-key entrapped at this point. She's just she excited is, yeah, about yeah. new data. Yep, yep. Um, and it's kind of hard to describe now what the interior setting of the Crystal Castle is looking like. It's like the walls yeah, have kind like, of disappeared. It's like outer space and there's just big chunky crystals floating around. Like Adora bumps into one when she stands up. Yeah, yeah. So Adora crawls through all of these random crystal formations. We're still inside a random holographic interior of the Crystal Castle. She follows Light Hope on their way to the CPU. And Mm -hmm. we see an area above that got eaten through by the acid storm and a chunk of the ceiling almost falls on her. So Light Hope says the spore storm outside has worsened and it is compromising the Crystal Castle. And it's visually dramatic. 
Like it when is. bits of ceiling yes. crash to the floor, those solid pieces just disappear, and what's left looks like more void, like outer space. So yeah, the urgency that's... is increasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when all of a sudden the void starts to like swallow you, that usually means that you know shit's st- starting. Yeah, real. yeah, it's not a good sign. Not a good sign. No. So finally, they reach the end of this little techie path, and of course, there are two identical slots that could receive the data crystal. What oh, are no. the odds, Math? Well, the odds are about thirty-six <laughs> percent. Oh my god! I walked into that one. You really did. Oh my gosh. That it's going to be either the left or the right. But Nice Hope isn't really sure. She's like 36% sure that it's the left. Well, she confidently tells Adora to stick it in the left she slot. Is and then Adora conscious. gives her like super side eye and says, Are you sure? And yes, she's confidently sure. She says, Yes, she's sure. <laughs> but then she amends it to say, Of course, my system is only at 36%. So I suppose I'm 36% sure. But she's <laughs> cheerful about it. Yes. And <laughs> I love this exchange where Adora says, you know, sarcastically says, perfect. And Light Hope says, it is far from perfect. Yep. And <laughs> yep. there's the whole trying to explain sarcasm yep. to AI. Yep. yep. And yep. Oh, trust me, uh, that information is never going to uh, load for you. <laughs> And I have had these types of arguments with like nuanced arguments with AI before. I have been like arguing with AI. I'm old and grumpy about AI because I do these like like 20 questions with AI and I'm like, well, is it this one thing that it could be a nuanced answer? And it's like, no, it's not. And then when I like get the answer for it, I'm like, oh, I actually asked that question and it could have been a yes. So I, I hate well, it. I hate I, it. I guess I'm old enough to not have ever bothered fucking around with AI like that. So I have been spared <laughs> well, this indignity. Anyway. anyway, Adora puts puts the the schlong in the wrong slot. She puts the slong in the wrong schlong. Yes, and then everything disappears for a sec, and Adora is in this flat field of plain blue, and it reminds me of like Daffy Duck in the cartoon where he's talking directly to the animator and he's just on a flat field and he tells the animator <laughs> oh, what yeah. to draw as the cartoon uh-huh. is going. It yep. reminded me of that. But it only lasts yeah, for I a got, second. See, I got blue screen of death vibes too. Yeah. Like old school windows totally eating itself blue yeah, screen of death. So yeah. yeah, that's also accurate. Either way, it's like, you know, welcome to the void. Um, right, it yeah. only lasts for a second. Then everything comes back, including nice hope. And Adora's mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, did it work? Did it work? And Light Hope says, hello, I am Light Hope. How may I assist you? This reminds me of the, the Futurama episode also where they have to reboot Bender. And all he can say is, I am Bender. Please insert girder. <laughs> I don't know if I and, saw that one. Anyway, it's funny. So that was not um, the right slot. No. Adora is frustrated. Yep. But the good news is there's yep. only one other possible slot. So we leave her so, there grumping away. Yep. Yep. And back to the woods we go. We back go. To, to Pow Paul. Mm-hmm. Not PP. No. Not PP. Kyle asks if they think anyone will come to save them. Mm-hmm. And Lonnie says, no. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. We need to save ourselves. Yep. As in, we need to pick someone right now to do this. 
or yes. once again, Lonnie reminds them, or Catra's gonna kill us. Right. So she's balancing the immediate fear of death by acid snow with the delayed fear of death by Catra. By Catra. So either yeah. way, they're stuck between death and death. Yeah. Immediate death or delayed death. Which Death by snow versus death yeah, by Catra. Yeah, which death do you prefer? Which death do you prefer? Um, Cake or death? Yeah, so Lonnie has has a really good line here. She's rooting around in the cabinets for supplies. She's getting really frustrated and freaked out. Obviously, even though they never say it, well, they do get into a little bit at the end. Um, she feels responsible for them. Um, she mm-hmm. says, I don't know why we even bother. She doesn't trust us. She's obsessed with this big plan. It's the only thing that matters to her. Uh-huh. And do you want to say what Kyle says? Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, don't don't say that. Look, she may be mean, but we've always had each other's backs ever since we were kids. She probably sent us on this mission for, like, team building. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rahelio just grunts skeptically. Yeah. And then Kyle says, you guys are the only family I've ever had, even Catra. Mm-hmm. And then he brings up the fake memory. Mm-hmm. He reminds them of the cake <laughs> that Catra made using his ration bars for Adora in the fake portal reality. In the fake portal reality. And but and like, okay, so now we know everybody remembers yeah. the fake yeah, portal and reality. Says that never happened, which is an interesting question. Yeah. Like, and I wanted to ask you how you feel about the slippery nature of that other reality. Because if they all have shared memories of it, if they were all there together, did it happen or did it not happen? I mean, I, so, I just kind of took this as, hooray, TV show. (laughs) Because the way, I, I started thinking about it and then I was like, okay. Um, everyone remembers that something happened, but for all intents and purposes, they know that this wasn't real, right? Like, like it happens, but only in a way that like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, know. it's a thought experiment, I mean, obviously. It's There's- a thought experiment. Also, this is kind of like a wink nod. Like, I also feel like this is just kind of like a lampshade hang, like a meta joke. Like, yeah, it is. We all knew it was a fake reality, it is. right? It is. Like, it is. I just think it's, you're 100% right, but I also think it's interesting. It's not like, you know, in, in some alternate reality or time traveling um, genre stories you know once you get back to the quote-unquote real world everyone else except for you has no memory of the alternate yeah. reality but so right, they right, all right. have shared memories of the alternate right. reality they all have shared memories of the alternate reality so oh, during yeah. that time that version of reality was all that there was they were all there together was their reality they all made yeah. real choices and they all have real memories so is it really right. accurate to say that it never happened yeah, uh, no, it's not accurate to say that it never happened uh, in this, but. I mean, it wasn't the real see, world, but I feel like. But it wasn't the it, real world. It was still world. something it never that, happened. that they did. Yeah. I feel like if they all have shared I, memories of it, it was a, it's a real memory. Sure, 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 sure. It's a real memory, but it never happened. Yes, both are true. 
Yes. And I think that's what it is. Like, yeah, okay, it's a real memory, but it's a real memory of of a timeline that we all know that like actually didn't exist. And it's a real memory of these events that would have been part of a would have. But since that wasn't an actual real would have, it didn't actually happen, even though it happened. It's a real memory from a fake world. Yes. That doesn't actually explain like a, a character, right? Like it was a what if. Yeah, it's it's something that Catra did in an alternate version of reality where she felt safe and loved. Right. Right. And since this is not this that is Catra, not that Catra. She could not have made that choice. That's true. And therefore this is not that this Catra. This is not that Catra. And th- that is true. And this is not these are not those people. Yes. And therefore that never happened because these are not those same people. They are the same people, it's just under different conditions. Yes. It's not like there was a different Catra. They all have those memories. No, no, no. You're right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. In a sense, what you are saying is correct. And also, in a sense, what I am saying is correct. Because, like, they're not like. Right. Like, it's not like they're like, it is not a different body. Right. But the choices that they have made have made their paths through the world different. And they are, therefore, different people in that sense. But they all have the memories. But they all have the memories of the paths that they could have taken right. like, and been on. Like I feel like Catra also has that memory, for example. Right, which is also like crazy. Damn, that's which also kind of con- was probably contributing to why Catra feels extra insane yeah, too. Yeah, and why everyone is extra pissed at Catra. Of course. So yeah, of that course. makes sense. Um, but none of this derails Kyle at all. Right, he and says also, we're like, a unit. Right. And also, like, for everything Kyle said up until that one part is true. Yeah. So, like, Kyle even isn't, like, wrong about that. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. Um, everything like, else he said is correct. Yeah. Um, and then he doesn't even get derailed by Lonnie reminding him that that never happened. He says, we're a unit. And Lonnie... Mm-hmm finally i feel like she's just at the end of her rope she's so fried she laughs Uh like in a mean way and she just gets right up in his face and she says you want to know what we are we're expendable catra doesn't care about us adora left us everything they taught us in the horde about loyalty is meaningless it's everyone for themselves yes and and then she turns away from him walks to the corner and crosses her arms looking sad and angry and dejected and it just breaks Mm -hmm. my heart yeah i have i have a couple of observations about this as well yeah yeah um i want to compare this speech to um to catra's speech to adora in the sword please like they both kind of both Katra and Lonnie are both very socially intelligent. Yeah. Like, they are probably the two most socially intelligent people in their cohort. Though we don't know about Rogelio because we actually don't communicate with Rogelio. We don't yeah. see any communication yeah. with Rogelio. So that might be like an asterisk. But for what we understand, the two of them are the socially intelligent ones that we understand as like they kind of see what's going on. And Lonnie does also understand, like, the hierarchy of of the Horde as well. Like, always knew that the two of them were together, were like the unit, and that two of them were kind of chosen one-y, right? Like, they were the chosen two, babe, right? Which like, two? Ka- uh, Katrin Adora. 
so I just kind of want people to kind of think about comparing Lonnie's speech to Kyle uh, to catch her speech to Adora and the sword. Um, so Lonnie also sees through the Horde's facade in that she only sees it from only she sees it from the side of the cadet. She was never chosen to be the best, nor was she chosen to be the main target of someone's abuse. They're two sides of the same thing, but they're still very much being chosen as, mm. you know, elevated to yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singled out she was either for better out. or for worse. Right. She was trained as a soldier. She was trained as a soldier and as part of a unit, not separate as the unit, either as the one that is chosen to be the force captain or the one that is horribly abused. She was just chosen. She was just trained to be part of the unit, be a soldier as part of the horde. And she's always known because she was trained as kind of that soldier as kind of just like one of those, you know, like a pawn, essentially, that she was always expendable. I'm not sure... I, I agree with the first part of that, that she always saw herself as part of the unit, but I'm not sure if I believe that she always saw herself as expendable. I think that up until Adora left and everything started to fall apart, that she did believe that in the message that the Horde was feeding them about loyalty to each other, loyalty hmm. to the unit that they would look out for each other and that they would be okay because they would look out for each other and that she has become very disillusioned over the course mm. of the show as things have fallen apart. Adora left. Katra has authority over them and is abusing it. You know, she, I don't think that she thought that this is how things would play out when they were younger. I think that when they were younger, that she believed that they would come up as a group, stick together as a group and take care of each other and be okay. And and, and yeah. the more things have fallen apart, she has become disillusioned. And now she is losing faith in the idea that loyalty will get her anywhere. Yeah, I guess, you know what? I, I actually, I see where you're, you're coming for, for that. I see where you're coming from that. Because just as Kyle, you know, brings up, you know, uh, when Kyle talks about, you know, the reality that never happened, we also see kind of what Lonnie is like from the reality that never happened, uh, which is also that Adora never left. And Lonnie does have that um, we're, a, we're a unit type of yeah, understanding. So you're right. You're totally right there. Um, but once she. You're right. But once Adora did leave, because Adora leaving also impacted them as well. And it wasn't just impacting them in terms of Katra being a dick to everybody. Like, Adora was their friend, too. Yeah, absolutely. And there are several episodes when we see Adora come back to the Fright Zone for the purpose of saving her rebel buddies. And she crosses Mm -hmm. paths with Lonnie, Kyle, and Rahelio sort of at random. And Lonnie says things like... You think you can just come back here and attack us? Like, we were your friends. Yeah. In, in, in yeah. a way that you can tell she's hurt. She's wounded. She's like, what the fuck, man? I never did anything to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, so you're right. she you're doesn't right. have as immediate of a stake in that betrayal as Catra does, obviously. But she Right. Still I mean, it's not feels, her ex-girlfriend. Right. But she still feels it. This is like, you know, her adopted sister, basically, who just abandoned them right. for no reason for, for, from her point of view. Yeah, yeah. In terms that of makes their sense. relationship. That makes as sense. A, as a little yeah. cadet unit. Yeah. No, that makes more sense. You're right. Um, so I You're can right. see her feeling hurt and betrayed on, on yeah. a lower yeah. level than Katra. 
Yeah, I think I think the only thing that kind of like would lead me to go to like the expendable thing isn't necessarily the like she just knew that she was not like chosen to be the like big main leader person. Yes, I think she probably always I think that might be yeah, where Yeah, I think you're right. Like, she's about more that. of a soldier. Yeah, I think that yeah. you're right in the sense that she always knew that she wasn't important to the leadership. But I right. think that she always used to think when they were younger that she was important to her friends, that they were all equally important to each other. Not that yes. she was and they were not that she was more important than anyone right, else in the right, unit, right, right. but that they were all equally important to each other and that they would all have each other's backs. Right, right. And they would essentially be like their own unit. Even if yeah. Adora was the leader of yeah, the unit, they yeah, would still be yeah, the unit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that the yeah. breakdown okay, cool. the breakdown of that, it's what is what's sort of leeching her faith away. Yeah, and now she knows and now she's like well we're expendable to everybody yes, right yes. not just leadership leadership yes, exactly and now it's everybody for ourselves exactly, okay exactly cool. so now we're on the same page yes. and so she's finally taking out on kyle kyle is the one person yeah. who they've always tried to protect and now yeah. she's like you know what fuck this yeah. um <laughs> even you know like they give kyle a hard time and they you know tease him but ultimately they've always tried to protect him from the more brutal aspects of the horde because right. you know he's a lover not a fighter as we say he is uh, yeah he is i but mean so he finally uh, now she's had enough and she's like fuck this and so it's kyle's mm-hmm. turn he's had his moment yeah. kyle has finally had enough of everyone else being shitty Yep. And he says, since nothing matters, he'll just go do it himself so he doesn't have to be stuck in here anymore with his non-friends. Right. Which, of course, he's not yeah. doing it because of that. Right. He's doing it because this is his bravery. And it's not his bravery is, is like... I'm going to do it because, you know, I'm going to prove something. He's doing it because of his love and his yes, open heartedness. Like, even if you guys, you know, don't love me, I still love you. I still love you. And it, and yes, you can't it comes make from me stop love. loving you, basically. Yeah, exactly. Kyle's Kyle's a hero because of love. Yes, and that is like yes. the, that is who becomes a hero in this show. It's the people that are driven by love and loyalty. Exactly. And, so exactly. And and, Kyle's a hero. And Rahelio tries to stop him. He blocks yeah. the door, but Kyle is not fucking around and he just pushes past him. I know. Good job, Kyle. Yeah. And Lonnie says, oh, knock it off, Kyle. And Kyle has the best retort ever. He says, you knock it off, Kyle. (laughs) Which I I just feel like makes sense on a gut level, even though Lonnie's like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it it makes sense. Kyle. Yeah. 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 Also, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a Kyle. Fuck you. You're a Kyle. Kyle. I'm not a you're the Kyle. I'm not the Kyle now. And so then Lonnie and Rahelio start bickering and Lonnie says to Rahelio, will you help me out here? And I kind of feel like it's like they're the couple and Kyle is their kid who's just announced that he's going off to join the army and go to war. And now Uh they're fighting over whose fault it is. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. And Rahelio's side of the argument is just reptilian roaring, but it's still like they're having a conversation. But it's still like they're having a conversation. Yeah. And so yeah. while they're bickering, Kyle just puts on the helmet, the one helmet that they have between the three of them. <laughs> the one helmet that was that was the um the the winter circle yeah, helmet yeah. or whatever the and hell. He goes yeah. out. He's going out to do the thing. Yep. Fuck this noise. Yeah, fuck this. Let's I'm doing this. Oh, Kyle. We love you, Kyle. 
We love you, Kyle. You are you're our hero. Meanwhile, back at the Crystal Castle. Yes. The whole place is now rumbling like a slow-mo earthquake because Adora put the wrong the schlong in the wrong slot. The schlong in the wrong schlong. Yes. Um, and Adora begs Light Hope to say that she is now back to full functionality. And Light Hope says she is. And then no. the loading crystal graphic pops up over her head at the same low <laughs> level that. that it was before, and she cheerfully <laughs> says, disregard. That was incorrect. Here's another cactus. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And she she looks like a sim when she does it too. Like one of the from from the game The Sims when she has the little yeah, thing over exactly. her head. Yeah. And then yep. she says, Look, I made a bird. And yep, it's and actually a little like crystal beetle. But it's making yeah, it's bird great. sounds. So close enough. Yeah. Sure. Maybe that's what birds look like on Eternia. Yeah, we so. don't know. Yeah. Um, and so Adora is pissed and she finally blows up at Nice Hope. Yep. Do you want to say what Adora says? Uh, yeah, she's like, of course it was a wrong slot. I don't know what I expected. Even when you do know everything, you don't tell me anything. You're useless. And Nice Hope and she gets points like, her finger right into yes. Nice Hope's face, very accusingly, yes. when she says like, you are she, useless. She's she's pissed. And like Nice Hope's feelings are hurt. Yeah. And Adora oh, she immediately is horrified with herself. Like the second yeah, she the words are out of her mouth, she you can see that she feels guilty. Well, she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, you know, she, she she doesn't like to get mad at people. Yeah. Um, and we see what could possibly be interpreted as emotion passing across Nice Hope's face. Like it's not strong. You know, it's it's right. Like she briefly looks away. Like, you know, it's subtle, but we could interpret mm-hmm. it as like she feels bad for disappointing Adora. Yeah. And she and... says, I am a hologram. My primary yeah. purpose is to train Shira. If I am not doing that, then I have failed. I'm sorry, Adora. And she disappears. Aww. Aww. So we, we, nice we are assuming that she feels bad. But, yeah. you know, we have never seen any evidence that normal light hope is capable of emotion of feeling yeah. yeah so this version seems to have feelings yeah and so now we're like what the she's fuck? very confusing so she disappears poof she's gone and as soon as she's gone the acid snow starts to break through the roof of the crystal castle and starts falling inside mm-hmm. and then and then some gay shit happens. Yeah. Uh, Adora so, hears another voice calling yeah. Light Hope's name and starts walking towards it. And who is yeah, it, and it? It's Mara. And we're like, what? Yeah. How is it, what is happening? It's Mara with flowers, with a fucking bouquet of flowers. Yep. Yep. Um, and. Oh. Adora, Gayest moment. Yeah, Adora finds Light Hope watching this holographic memory projection of past Light Hope and Mara. And it's in all pink, so you know it's a memory hologram and not you, a live you know it's hologram. Because the memory holograms yeah. are all in pink. Because yes, pink is the learned, 80s, and so this. that's the memories. Ex- exactly! Oh, I love that. That makes so that's much sense. And it's also kind of like staticky, like 80s TV. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Mara, as you said, brings Light Hope flowers, and we have this cute back and forth where Mara first is like, mm-hmm. smell them, and Light Hope is like, I have no olfactory senses. And Mara's uh, like, well, they're yeah. pretty, though, right? And Light Hope. Like they are aesthetically pleasing. Light Hope confirms <laughs> that they are aesthetically pleasing. 
Yeah. Aw. Oh, I love this. I thought they might liven the place up. I mean, it's hard being stuck in here all the time. I do not mind. Not when you come to visit me. And I'm going, aw, aw, flowers for your hollow girlfriend. Aw, aw, she likes you. Yeah. I'm like being a big dork at the TV, you know. Nate Stevenson apparently confirmed this in a tweet, but I could not find the tweet. This is from the Shira, the S-pop wiki, um, Mm -hmm. that Mara and Light Hope are canonically in love. Yes, they are. Um, this is true. I never I would have this. picked up on that. I did not get that vibe oh, yeah. from this scene. I thought that she was just trying to get her to be a little bit more human and, you know, have emotion. Um, oh, I totally got it from this scene. I did not get that from the scene at all. And so I tried to find the tweet and it's not there anymore. But we've had other tweets that have been referenced and confirmed that no longer are there that have been deleted. So I'm assuming it's just one of those. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, so that surprised me, but I guess it's been confirmed. If it's confirmed by Nate Stevenson, then it's canon. Right. That's yeah. our yeah. definition it, of canon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously a gayest moment. Gayest moment. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's confirmed here by, uh, all I have is this one, you know, Adora's like watching this and she's like, oh, right. Like what is happening? And. Uh, Light Hope says, you know, I looked at my loaded databanks to see if I could seek the answers. All I have on Mara is this memory and sensation. Warmth. Her memory brings me warmth. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so gay and so, so sad. That's so gay sad. I I had the gay sads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I believe that, like, Light Hope could feel affection for Mara. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just got gay from this. Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair if you did, did not, not get gay I did from not this. I make the leap to oh, yeah. they're in love. Yeah, I, I got gay from this. There's levels of intimacy. So. <laughs> sure. No, I also understand that there are levels of intimacy. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. got like, I just got gayest gays gays from this. So. Yeah, yeah, but so I also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also picked it as a gayest moment, um, but I would not have thought that it was that gay if I had not had this outside information presented to me. Fair. Um, but while but. Adora and Nice Hope are gazing upon this memory together, Adora says, You and Mara were close. Mm-hmm. Um, and Light Hope says, Yes, we were. Are we not close? And this is a good mm-hmm. opening for them to have this discussion. Adora says, it's just that right. you keep things from me. I know it's in an everything will make sense in time kind of way, but it's also pretty annoying. And embedded in that statement, Adora is giving Light Hope so much benefit of the doubt. It's like, uh-huh. oh, you know it's in an everything will make sense in time kind of way? You're uh-huh. assuming right. that, that that's the case. Right. Um, you're assuming that everyone around you is making their decisions in good faith. Um, yes. And I just want to remind all of our listeners that our what did we learn from our last episode was be careful who you pick as your mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is, you yeah. know, something that I have to remember constantly. I I I oh, often assume that everyone else is like me and makes decisions in good faith and, you know, doesn't wish ill on anyone else. And I sometimes need to be reminded that that's not always the case yeah yeah and yeah and this is also this is kind of a running theme through this 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 
season as well. Yes. Be careful who you pick as a mentor. Yes, yes. I mean, um, because you know yeah. what Light Hope says for the rest of this, the short little end of this conversation will eventually be revealed to be flat out lie. Yes. She says, it is my role to watch over Shira. I want to serve Shira, to protect her to the best of my abilities. But sometimes mm-hmm. those abilities are not enough. Like, oh, cue the fucking violins. Right. But also, like, maybe that's what Nice Hope maybe thinks. Maybe that is what you Nice know? Hope right. thinks. Yes. Yeah. And Adora, you know, Adora can relate to that. She says, sometimes yeah. I feel that way, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry yeah. about Mara. And I'm sorry, I'm not her. But we can be friends, too, if you want. Right. And Nice Hope would like that. Yes. Because Nice Hope is capable of having friends. Yes. And Adora's like, come on, buddy, let's get you fixed. Yay! Can-do lesbians. Yep, yep. And so they walk away, and we get one final beat to look at Mara and past Light Hope with the flowers smiling together. Mm. Aww. Mara. And my last and- bullet on that scene is what a beautiful moment. Too bad it's all built on a fucking lie. I know. I mean, you know, you don't know I mean, that when you're watching the scene for the first time, but by the end of the episode, yeah. you will start to have yeah. some serious misgivings. You, you will have some serious misgivings. Yes. Yeah. But let's go back to our. Let's see how our Kyle's pals. doing. Kyle, who is not in the acid snow. Sir Brave Kyle, who is not built on a lie, but built on open hearted courage and loyalty and love. Yes, Kyle the lion hearted. Kyle the lion hearted. He's out there. mm -hmm, Immediately getting acid burns through his clothes. His entire ass clothing, his helmet. He look, he's a mess. Yeah, Lonnie and Rogelio are watching him through the comm screen and talking to him through the con screen. Lonnie is like, all right, you made your point, Kyle. Now turn around. That's an order. And Kyle just turns off the comms link in his yeah. helmet. He's. It's not about making a point. Yeah, that's not what he's doing. Yeah. And I, you know, I think Lonnie, I mean, I, we're, we're hearing Lonnie say this because Lonnie doesn't think it's about making a point either. Lonnie's just like scared. Yeah. I mean, Lonnie cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And my next bullet in all caps is, nevertheless, he persisted. Kyle is so good and so pure that he might be, if not the only, then one of the only male-identified people that I would allow to use that line. Fair. Yeah. Fair. He is good. He is good. Kyle is good. Yes. So he fixes the thing. And the second he He fixes fixes it, he passes out so dramatically yeah. he's like well, I mean, he like raises his arms to the heavens he's covered in chemical yeah, burns no, he's earned it you know, he passes he's out, earned it. and then Lonnie and Rogelio see this through the comms panel they're very upset Lonnie says they never should have let him go out there alone that is correct Lonnie you should not have this is correct yes and so Rogelio opens one of the packages of the armor plating but also, like, what have the, what would they have done, though? Yeah, it's like, do they not have any armor of their own? Because usually Horde soldiers have armor. Have their whole fucking thing, yeah, right? But, well, I mean... Ma- but in uh, this whatever. case, they only had one helmet between the three of them and nothing else. But, you yeah, know, it has I, to be this way. They, they have to sacrifice sure. some of their precious cargo. Lonnie says Catcher will kill them if it's damaged. But then they look at each other, and they know that their love for their little family outweighs their fear of Catra. Yeah. They, they, they don't... 
So out they go. They don't care. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's about loyalty and love. Yep. And friendship. Yep. Yep. So out yep. they go. They both start to get a little bit fucked up by this acid. And, you know, it eats mm. through that giant mm. armor shield in like 10 seconds. This is what I'm saying. <gasps> okay. Yeah. So like, why is that so fucking valuable? Right. Like there's some mismatch between like the right. severity of the acid versus the materials. You just got to let it go. Also, like the the shield has like first one's writing on it, right? I mean, it's, that, it's supposed to be, you know, this, it's like this first armor plating was from like a first one's mine or something, right? So and whatever, we have to yeah. let it go. This is this is where this I'm is whatever like metaphysics. About. You know, it's like yeah, either, this is total you know, metaphysics. The, the rate of the acid eating through things is very selective of how yeah. quickly it eats through different things to build right. attention at the rate that they want in the instances that they want. You got to just let yeah. it go. It's a cartoon. Yeah, and I yeah, I would have been like, "Hey, so Catra, we use this to go get, get Kyle and it fucking disintegrated in acid where our tank didn't. So maybe yeah. it's not that great." Anyway, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um so Rahelio runs over uh to try to fix the thing as Lonnie brings Kyle back inside, but he sees it's already done. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Kyle did the thing. Kyle fixed it. He fixed it. Good job, Kyle. And they all get back inside. Rahelio hits the button. Boom. They're on the move. The day has been saved. The day has been saved by Kyle, who is... Hero of the day. Covered in acid burns. Yes, and apparently also has a busted leg. And it has a busted leg. Yes. From acid burn, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's unclear. Maybe it's like it's like the thing where it's like you're covered in sexy wounds. <laughs> Elevate your leg. I don't know. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, hopping back. This is a very hopping this back. This is a super hop, frog hopping episode. We're just bouncing this back. This is and a frog forth. hopper. Crystal Castle. It's a hoppy episode. Woods. Crystal Castle Woods. Crystal Castle Woods. So now we're back again at the Crystal Castle. The acid back storm the has Castle. finally stopped. We get one yep. exterior shot to establish that. And inside, we see Adora and Nice Hope going back to the CPU. Yep. And uh, we're, okay, show you, you know, promise that the other slot is the right one. We got the crystal. Yes. Put it in the slot. And Light Hope and says she is 36% sure that this is the right slot. <laughs> and and I, like, you know Princess what? Jenny, am 100% sure that there are no other slots. So, yes, and, confidence and is high. I, I trust both of your math more than mine. So, so I boom, just go, let's she do it. pops it in there. Let's fucking do it. Yep. And then and we get some enchanting ooh ooh music in the background. Mm-hmm. So then we know we know it's all good. We know it's all good. And uh reboot is complete and we've uh we've lost night ho- nice hope. Yep. The crystal castle we got the, the furrowed brows again. Wicked bright and shoots a beam of yep. light straight up into the sky like it's the bat signal or something. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah. Yes, and then we have, as you say, the furrowed brow of of full of, light hope. Of full light hope. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, Adora's like, what? Like, you know, you know, light hope is like, you know, you are safe to leave. And Adora's like, you don't want to hang out anymore? And, of course, we get the, like, literalism <laughs> of, you know, what would we hang from? Yes. It's like, okay. Yes. Uh, Definitely back to Light Hope. 
Back to Light Hope, talking about balancing the planet. And it was like, uh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. And Adora is still, you know, trying to hold on to this newfound um, level of intimacy. And she says, I know you're just trying to protect me, but now that we're friends, you know you can trust me with the truth about everything, right? Mm -hmm. And Light Hope, you know, she's a real one trick pony at this point she says once you balance the planet all will become clear it's all she wants to talk about is balancing the planet okay but she doesn't just pausing for a second right like we don't really find out what balancing the planet means until like later in the series right but why does she just say like this is what we have to do to balance the planet let's go balance the planet I think that I mean I know narrative yeah, structure wise is why part of but her sense of control comes from controlling the information. Right. Okay. So she's like we have to be ready in order to do that, right? Like Yeah, she just wants Adora to be trained to be at her maximum to be at her maximum like and and at her maximum whim. Right, right. And so she has okay. a vague sense okay. that this is the task. But Light Hope doesn't really want her to know too much about the specifics because she doesn't want her to question. Because the more specific details she has, the higher the likelihood that she might question things, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. And then, well, when we get to when the, you know, when we get to how the hows and whys and how it starts to get kicked off, I guess we'll kind of get those questions answered a little more in depth. Yeah, yeah. And there but, are also some things like it eventually comes out that she assumes Adora remembers everything that happened from when she was a baby because she doesn't know that babies don't remember things. Yeah, yeah, we so get that. We get that things, earlier in the some series. Things are or so. unclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, then there's the whole conversation. Anyway, yeah. we'll get there when we get anyway, there. So, you but know. at this point, Adora is satisfied with this answer. She right. assumes that Light Hope is acting in good faith. She says, "We'll get there," with a smile, and she walks out. Aww. So that is well, the end I'm- of that half of the plot. I miss Nice Hope. Yeah, Nice Hope. Nice Hope was nice. Nice Hope was nice. Nicer than the other Light Hope, for sure. Yeah, but, you know. A lot more whimsical. A lot much more whimsical. The music, much lighter. Yes. Uh, 36% more spiders. 36% more spiders, less gravity, more cactus. Yes. More All cactus. true. All true. So um, back uh, in the transport, Kyle wakes uh, up looking all messed up. There's a burn on his face. But as he wakes up with this POV shot that we're Kyle waking up, um, Mm -hmm. Raheli and Lonnie are standing over him, taking care of him. Yeah. Because they love him and they were worried. Because they love him. Because they all love each other. Yes, and Lonnie is just finishing up wrapping his leg and they're Mm -hmm. all covered in burns because, of course, they went after him. And Kyle sits up and smiles and he says you came for me you do care ah and and Lonnie was like tough no yeah she turns just, away uh, because she's you know. never been given the tools to deal with basic emotions but she's you know, trying she's trying she says we you know. just knew you were going to mess it up like you always do okay 
Yeah. No. And then Rahelio gives his big dramatic speech in his lizard language, which we wish <laughs> we knew it. what he was saying. We wish we knew With what he was much saying. raising of fists. And, and <laughs> yeah. And Kyle. But I think like, we can get from buddy. the body language. What, that yeah. he's saying, you know, we're family and together we are strong, basically, is right, what I got from right. that. Yeah, same, same. And and so this is when we learned that, like, a lot of the, they might understand some. Some of the basics. Most yeah. of lizard, but like a lot of it is context. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like, you know, they understand the basic stuff, but like yeah. a whole multi-sentence speech is beyond yeah. them. But, you know. They definitely appreciate um, the sentiment. They do. No question about that. They all love each other. They do. And Kyle lays back down with a smile. Lonnie folds up her jacket and puts it under his leg and tells him to keep it elevated until they get home. It's all very cute and we love it. Together they are strong. Together they are strong and brave. Yes. Mm. Aww. So that's almost the end. That's almost the Certainly end, but of course everything of has to be good stuff that we're going to yeah. get. But of course because it's this show, everything has to be terrible and sad at the end. Or scary. Or scary. Yeah. You know. So then we go, we hop on back to Crystal Castle where nothing could possibly be sad or horrible no, or definitely scary. Definitely not. No. In fact, it starts off nice, though. Right, Seems we to see, be. We get to see. Sure. I mean, Mara, like nice Like how enjoying her favorite memory, recently yeah. excavated. Sure. And it's great. And, Looking you know. Looking at Mara smiling with her flowers. Yeah. Being in gay, gay, holographic AI love with your, you know, all powerful, all, you know, She-Ra girlfriend. Sure. With her long dead, you know ex-girlfriend of the past yeah and well what does she say well <laughs> light hope says this memory should have been purged per directive of the heart of Etheria project permanently delete yeah and gone and jenny i don't know if we've ever had an ungayest moment on this show we have not but this is the ungayest moment so far. I, I won't argue with that. Yeah, this is I, a very I, sinister uh, moment. This, this yeah. might be the most sinister moment we've had so far. It is the most um, sinister moment, but it this... is also like, it like erases the gay. <laughs> yes, it does. It is an yes. ungay moment. That is moment. very well put. It erases the gay. Yeah. Literally. It literally erases the game. Yeah. It is an ungay moment. We, we end the episode with this dramatic close-up on Light Hope's face, looking very sinister in this sharp lighting with ominous music playing behind it. Horrible. Just in case you had any uncertainty about whether or not you are supposed to think that she is a good guy or bad guy right now. Like, I, this I is definitely sinister intentions. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a bad guy. Yeah. This is a bad guy. <sighs> oh, what? It's so intense. So, but, yeah, that's un- un- a terrifying, moment. terrifying moment to end on. Terrifying yes. moment. A terrifying, ungayest moment to end on. Yes. Excellent episode. Very excellent. Love this episode. Love our powerhouse polycule. We sure do. 
We really do. Jenny. Yes, Meph. What do we learn today? Well, we relearned something we've learned before that bears repeating. Choose your mentors carefully. Really Be good lesson. Who you trust, especially adults, people in authority, people who have more information than you. Choose those people in your life carefully. Um, and another thing that we learned today is don't lose faith in your family, chosen family or otherwise. Whoever you have in your life who you consider family, everybody has bad days. Everybody gets grumpy sometimes. The people who you look out for and who look out for you in your day-to-day life, you need to stick together when times are tough. Mm, I love that. So that's the flip side of, you know, don't let sinister people into your life too easily. But the people who have proven that they are your family, don't give up on them too easily. Let them have bad days. Hopefully they should let you have bad days and just keep taking care of each other. And if all else fails, resolve your differences with a nice friendly game of Laserbot Shield. Yeah, I think that's great. At least that one has. Yeah, because at least it has serious like, you know. It has Everyone can rules. be a winner. Everyone can be a winner in Laserbot That's Shield. That's correct. Most important lesson of all. Most important lesson. Everyone can be a winner in Laserbot That's Shield. That's right. Well, folks, if you liked what you heard and you want to shelter us from the storm, you can like and follow us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at HeyAdoraCast, or you can email us something nice to say about Kyle at heyadoracast at gmail.com. And uh, in case you may have missed this, and the many times that we have said this, we indeed do have a Patreon. Yes, we do. And it's awesome. Yes. So if you become a member of our rebellion, you can hang out with us on Discord, which is awesome. You get bonus episodes, which is awesome. You get exclusive playlists, which are awesome. Jenny reads you books and shit, which is awesome. We have live watches. They are awesome. We hang out. It's awesome. Jenny, we do other awesome things, right? Especially because right now we will soon be having a special bonus app for Nimona that will be for our patrons only. We are very excited because Nate Stevenson's first big graphic novel got turned into an animated movie called Nimona and it's supposed to be awesome because of course it is and we're gonna watch it yes and it took a long time for this movie to be made there was a major fiasco where you know it got basically canceled by the company that was making it and then no one else could make it because they own the rights and so for several years it was dead in the water so the fact that it's finally being made is a big deal it was like 75% made yeah it was heartbreaking yeah also it's gay it's super fucking gay and super gay and yeah so, so that's exciting that's so that's join exciting us on for all of the things it's gonna be awesome and where can people find all of our links for all of our things Good question. So you can find links to our Patreon as well as links to this week's Spotify playlist, our Stormy playlist for Protocol, in our show notes or at heyadora.gay. You can find all the things at heyadora.gay. At heyadora.gay. We did it. We dot gay it. Yes, so come on over, friends. Come on over, friends. Feel the rainbow at heyadora.gay and remember, queer joy is radical. And queer love saves the universe. Ow! 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 
stay away from the acid rain. <laughs> Powerhouse polycule. Powerhouse polycule. <laughs>